dude. We gotta pass, otherwise there's no more band. Why? My dad's sending me to military school. Where? Alaska. It is time. Their separation is imminent. I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And I'm Ted... And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah! Welcome to Bill and Ted Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we party on through the most triumphant film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm John Esberg Esquire. I'm Rocky Theodore Logan. And I am the Royal Ugly Dude. And I gotta hand it to you, you didn't say Bill and Ted's Excellent yeah. Minute. I picked it up. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're getting better. We're getting yeah. better. All right. I thought you wrote it down or something. Well, <laughs> we would think of writing something down. Yeah, I mean, if they Google Bill and Ted's Excellent Minute, I wonder if I guess it would go to us. I don't know. Probably we wouldn't even if you Google Bill and Ted Minute, probably won't even go to us. We go to like ten articles about how many minutes are in this movie or yeah, something exactly. like that. Uh, so we'll work that way after Google count. Uh, speaking of counts, dude count got pumps up to six. Ted says, "Dude, we have to pass." Uh, the, the movie or the minute begins with Ted walking out his front door and ends with a familiar phallus gaining chode status. Like those are the mm-hmm. books he had to pick up. Two books he had. He had eighteen <laughs> books he had to pick up on. on, on what are one of those books on the top it looked like almost? Are they even books or is it like... Is it looks it, like a textbook and a notebook. The, the thing on top is a notebook. The bottom one looks like a textbook. But it has to be the same textbook Bill has. Unless they have more, more than one history. Well, we know this class is the history of all of humans. You know, from Egypt to uh, Billy the Kid. So... But isn't Cleopatra on that board too? We don't yeah, meet her was. either. Yeah, we don't meet her either. So the sub the the Reddit post I met was wrong or rental was wrong because it said the only people you don't meet are Custer and Ben Franklin and that's something mm-hmm. that's something one I said previously. I don't ben know. Franklin's name was on the board. Ben Franklin's on the board. Was His name was on the board. Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it? I don't know. The um, U.S. was Lincoln, Custer, and Billy the Kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy the Kid. Yeah, or, or, that's Mount Rushmore, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, Bill walks out. We see no, his, it's not Bill. Ted walks out. We see his full... Do you even watch the movie? I wrote smiley face on Bill's shorts. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, yeah, we talked about the smiley face, the sticker, save the humans, gray sweatpants underneath, a red tube sock, or yeah. tube socks with a red stripe, Converse All-Stars, purple laces on those suckers. He's so dejected when he comes out. He was so happy walking into the house. He, well, he goes from, like, happy to sad. Yes, he's got purple laces. You can't see it that great in this minute, but you see it in later minutes. It's part of the official costume. If you want, you want to be uh, Ted for Halloween, um, yeah, you have to wear uh, purple shoelaces and your Converse All-Stars. You ever own Converse All-Stars? A couple pairs. Never. They were never super comfortable, so I, I never got the uh, attraction to them, but I did own them. It's a very hipster shoe, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's gone past even the point of it. Was, it was a punk, like Sid Vicious probably wore Converse yeah. All Stars. Like they're sneakers, but like they're cheap, and uh, so it's not like you're wearing cheap and uncomfortable. I feel it's like yeah. a, like a like a Holmes movie thing. Like those kids all wore like the Converse and Ducky or Pretty and Pink people. Or yeah, well, Ducky was like a punky, freaky guy, yeah. right? Like he was. Uh, I don't even know if he wore Converse. I just feel. 
He wore like a purple hat and shit like that, right? And then, yeah, then it came back and like then like you know when we were in high school and stuff. Yeah, like the guy who wore a dress to school had Converse All Stars on. Mm-hmm. That one guy that wore a dress, he was like a couple years older than us. He would wear Converse All Stars and like a no FX shirt, or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, or yeah, like the Pic- Pixies or whoever the fuck people listen to. I don't know anything about music. So, all right, uh, there's his outfit. Uh, Bill, Bill's eating some chips. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is Bill, right? That's Bill. Yeah, Bill is eating. And the Bill chips. was a good friend and slid over to behind Missy, Missy. so Ted could uh, didn't have to cross over. Yeah, in the sl- I'd slide over behind Missy too. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Ew. He doesn't have to give me the crotch or the ass as he goes across him in the seats. So are, nice. they, are they kettle chips? Yeah, yeah, they are kettle chips. Which I didn't yeah. think was a thing until late late nineties. No, it's I think it's like the the brand like the kettle chips brand you can still get with. Yeah, look at mm-hmm. that. It says K E. I mean, it could be like no, I think chips. you look it was kettle chips when you grabbed them. They look kettle-y too, right? Like yeah. it's not like your traditional Lay's or Y's mm-hmm. or something with a nice crunch to it. Yeah, I like a good kettle chip, man. Like I, if I would never eat a regular chip once I learned about kettle chips because, like I said, lattice are good. Lattice is a good. I know the kettle chip. chips much like crunch, more substantial. It's like I don't know, probably way the more chips were made initially. I dip it in sour cream or uh, cottage cheese, as someone I know used to do. Yeah, there's a lot of cottage cheese lovers in here. Yeah, still do it. <laughs> I don't do that, but I have done it. And yeah, you are the only person I literally that you showed that to me. I do it. My kids do it. It's not bad. It's a good little family habit to have. Yeah, yeah I like it. Because cottage, yeah. Speaking, of, we're talking about uh, low carb cottage cheese is on that list. You can eat that. You can't have chips though. No, you can eat just cottage just eat, cheese. I can do that. Yeah, right. I mean, that was always going to be my gig if I was going to try and get the wing bowl. It's just eat a giant tub of cottage cheese. Oh god! <laughs> no more wing bowl. Yeah, there. you just have to eat it one time. Like I like cottage cheese, but like it, the bottom of that tub is gross. Like you know, what I mean? like you really have to stir the shit out of that because the the, the the watery stuff sinks or floats. It's just I don't know. I eat the whole thing at once. You like that cottage cheese ass too. Yeah, darn right, man. It's like you know, it's been it's been worked in. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, he's, he's eating the chips. It reminds me of a, you know, pretty famous movie trope. Uh, the snack is more interesting than anything else is right. the name of the trope. Like eat an apple or something crunchy and loud. Like, you know, it's like, you know you're in, I'm more interested in this apple than anything you fucking have to say. I disagree. I feel like, uh, Bill's a pretty good friend that he's. I agree. It isn't, but he's kind of like looking cool. Like but he know. actually doesn't eat. He's holding the chip and stops eating as he's delivered this harsh news. It's not the greatest example of the trope, but I yes. just wanted to point the trope out. A uh, great example is Kirk in the 2006 Star Trek movie where he's doing the Kobayashi Maru and he's eating an apple. Like Which is not the final frontier. No, it's not the final frontier. No, it's uh, Chris Pine. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, or uh, Brad Pitt and Fight Club, I think, eats while he's on the phone. Like, I don't give a fuck what you have to say, uh, unnamed narrator, when he's talking to him the first time, like, what's up? Oh, yeah, I'll meet you at the bar or whatever. Or uh, George Costanza wants to eat an apple while he's talking on the phone to a girl. Right. Does a bit in Seinfeld. He's like, yeah, Jerry tells him to give up the apple. But it's it's pretty common trope. Brad Pitt likes to eat in a lot of movies, too. And um, I think he's eating in every scene in Ocean's Eleven. Because he's too cool for school in that movie. Okay. Which I agree, he is fucking too cool for school in that movie. Yeah, he is cool. Like Tyler Durden, like as fucked up as his philosophy is, is like the coolest person that ever existed, dude. He, he has abs that are amazing. He has like twelve abs. He wears the coolest clothes. He has coolest hair. He looks like Brad Pitt, which is great. Good start. He's is he not the coolest person ever in a movie? <laughs> coolest white person ever in a movie. <laughs> Like Lando Calrissian, maybe is one of the cool. He's pretty cool. Oh, no, 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 no
You don't think Lando is cool? And there's nothing. Anything that has to do he with wears Star- a cape. Anything with Star Wars is not cool. Uh, Lando is pretty cool. Even in Solo, which isn't that great of a movie, Donald Glover makes Lando look fucking cool as shit. He's got like a, he has a cape and he's suave as shit, dude. And he drinks for a Colt forty five like Billy D. So the Alaskan military school threat. Yeah, we learned it. Yeah, it's in Alaska. Bill just learns about it. We find out. Yeah, Ted has been keeping it from Bill. Like everything, everything is getting dropped on these guys today. Like damn, no, nobody has ever done any pre-planning. Like this, every everything go wrong is going wrong today. This is the most important day in their lives, and they are the most important people of all time. So this is pretty much. The biggest day in history. Yeah, because the, the split up is imminent. Since, uh, we know, I can't believe we went that whole, t- we didn't talk about Caesar that entire minute, but like, before this, maybe the, either the day Jesus got, you know, crucified or Caesar got stabbed are pretty important days in history, but this one's right up there with them. This is mm-hmm. the, this is the wild stabbings could to be or not to be. Well, in this universe, this is the most important day. I agree. So, yeah, what's it called here? Well, actually, tomorrow is the most important day. This is like Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, this is this, no. This happens to all that happens in this day. But they have to tomorrow's when they have to pass. The oh, tomorrow's the report. report. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, it kind of straddles this twenty-four yeah. hour period. Yeah, is uh, the most yeah people scholars will be debating. So yeah. which day to celebrate on for this years? This is when come. the Trojan horse is delivered, and tomorrow is when the attack happens. Yeah, darn right, that's when yeah, the Trojan horse goes in, yeah. goes in deep. The uh, the Alaskan military threat. You know, like it's pretty common. Movie thing. Or I'll transfer you to Siberia, or you're, I'll transfer you to. Uh, yeah, we don't have Siberia. We have Alaska. Yeah, to a weather oh. station in Alaska. If you're in the military, there's always the Alaska threat, or the Antarctica threat, or the Siberia threat. Yeah. Or the New Jersey threat. Yeah, the New Jersey threat. <laughs> so, I, I want to just mention something about the landscaping out front. For how neat the inside is, the bushes out front and the overall landscaping is very unkempt. I'm with you. Which uh, brings me back to a conversation we've had that is the genesis of this podcast. Speaking of an unkept bush, what mm-hmm. do you think Missy's looks like? Oh, we're talking late 80s. We're talking probably pre-full-on... Brazilian. Yeah, Brazilian. But I see her trimming. Maybe a little landing strip. You think she goes landing strip or like a triangle, upside down triangle? The pink triangle? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But like the lips are waxed, but above maybe a, a triangle. She's pretty young. She's supposed to be like 20-something. Mm-hmm. So she probably doesn't have like a bush that goes to her belly button anyway. Isn't that like a later kind of thing? I've seen it younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely believe that there's grooming going on. Yeah, she looks yeah. like she takes care of herself. I mean, the amount of time she spends on her head hair. Yeah. yeah, she definitely, and she just landed a rich guy. Like she's got to, she's got to stay and keep that nice and tight. But yeah, that was the Genesis Rocky. You weren't there, man. At our, our football draft, uh, <laughs> I was talking about podcasts, and Scott mentioned our royal dude mentioned Bill and Ted, and we had like a three and four minute conversation about Missy's Bush. I'm like, this is the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> People like to say salsa, salsa. That's I mean, it's basically that's the show here, man. That's uh, the. Yeah. Uh, the genesis yeah. of the whole thing. All right, so Missy peels out to a song. And that's the next song on our soundtrack. And that song is Father Time Fitting by Shark Island. Who is Shark Island? Well, they're in L.A. No band. one asks. No, that's a question <laughs> no one has ever asked ever in the history of the world. They actually got, they're an L.A. band formed in 79. 
there's a million members of Shark Island. They were called Shark First and Shark Island, and there's been I, I, not interesting enough to mention any of their names. They became the house band at Gazari's on Sunset, which is a pretty big deal because other bands that did that were like Motley Crue and Van Halen. Going back to the Doors did it in the 60s. Like, this band was a big club on, the, on Sunset. This one I thought we'd never 60, mention Van Halen again. They keep 60, coming back. 60 mm. to 93. If you ever saw the video for Huey Lewis and the News, The Heart of Rock and Roll, that was filmed at Gazari's, which is where they became the house band. Yeah, speaking of that song, before. I always thought that the song, every time the chorus came, it said The Heart of Rock and Roll is in Cleveland, but it's The Heart of Rock and Roll is still beating. He only says, in Cleveland, at the end. I uh, think the Drew Carey show fucked me up. They might have used a cut. Cleveland cu- Rocks. No, nah, that's a different song. But they might have used, like, they had a couple different theme songs in the beginning. They might have used The Heart of Rock and Roll was in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure I knew it was, The Heart of Rock and Roll was still beating. It's on my Thumbs Up playlist for on Google Music. So oh, I've listened okay. to it, like, at least once a month. So if you watch the video, that's Gazari's. That's the club. It's a big time club. It's now since he, that Gazari himself died. He dressed like a gangster. He died in the early nineties, and it's one more, one more, more, one more thing. What do you think of Huey Lewis, guys? You guys uh, both hate mm-hmm. Billy Joel. Huey Lewis is definitely an, sort of an anti-Joeler, I would say. Oh, I got nothing real problem with Huey Lewis. I like Huey. Lewis. I like Huey Lewis, and I wouldn't say I hate Billy Joel. I would put Billy Joel on that Robin Williams type of category where he's hit or miss. I think you need to listen back to some of these previous podcasts. And your thoughts on Billy Joe were a lot more definitive before. Yeah. Well, his hits. His hits are old. But he's got some stuff, you know, underneath the covers. You like the B-sides? Down, East, Down Easter Alexa is a really great song. The Deep, tr- the deep yeah, Cuts? Yeah, Deep Cuts. Yeah. My music Down only East. goes surface. I'm only an A-side guy, man. Yeah. I'm a top... I'm a, I'll, I'll buy the greatest hits out. I'm not buying, um, yeah. you know... I'll buy The Doors' greatest hits. I'm not buying, like, whatever, what are the L.A. Woman or whatever their albums are. I don't even know. I met a member of the news. You're missing out. Yeah, Yeah, we met a member of the news. We were in in Pittsburgh going to the football game the next day, going to use their restroom. And there was an inebriated, I'd say probably more than inebriated gentleman, that says, oh, man, you know Huey Lewis in the news? Well, I'm the news, man. I'll never forget it. That was his exact quote. <laughs> Told us he was performing. Huey Lewis and the News were doing the news. We're doing the whatever the national anthem the next day at the game. He's like, "Look for me. I'll be out there." All this stuff. He volunteered this information. To oh, you? Yeah, in the bathroom at a, at a bar. Guess what? So there weren't even girls around. When he's doing this. No, no, yeah, there weren't even girls around. But guess what? He wasn't a member of the news, and Huey Lewis and the News did not perform the national anthem the next day at the football game. So he's trying to bone you. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty impressed. Me and my friends. And we, and yeah, but you told everybody when you walked out of the bathroom. You just been a member of the news. The news. He's still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're still talking about it. Yeah, it may have been at the bar. The bathroom. Bathroom. It may not have been at the bathroom, but it was at the bar. But that's who Father Time. That's Father Time. That's who the uh, Shark Island is. They had a bunch of different variations and get-togethers and film. Royal, who's bars. the most interesting person you've ever met in a men's room? In a men's room? Yeah. Oof. Lawrence Taylor. Really? Yeah. Was he doing coke off a toilet seat or something? No, I was at a restaurant when I was 14. And uh, creepily, he was um, eating at a table, so I followed him to the men's room to get his autograph. Around here? No, this was in Virginia. Interesting. Kings Mill, Virginia, which apparently is where his wife was from. And uh, Beasley Reese was there, too. I had no clue who he was. Okay, I yeah. was just interested in Mars Taylor. Commentator. He was a linebacker and a commentator. He played for the Giants. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I only really... He's a news guy here mm-hmm. for years now. Yeah, that's why I know him from. Or a sports guy. Mm-hmm. Sort of remember him playing. But did he play for the Eagles for a minute, Beasley? 
I think he was a giant. I think he just was an Eagles or a local. Where are you doing in Virginia? Going to like Kings Dominion or Williamsburg or something? Exactly, yeah. We were staying at this place, Kingsmill, which was a resort. And Bush Gardens. Nearby that we would go visit, you know, family vacay. Well, Virginia is for lovers, so. Yeah? Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And your most interesting reading in the bathroom? Was it that George Michael story you told us about? <sighs> I honestly can't think of one. Um, I never followed anyone. I never followed a man into the bathroom like uh, Royal did. But uh, so there you go. I don't know. Well, to be to, to be clear, I did not follow him into the bathroom. I saw him get up to leave. I didn't want to disturb him eating. Even at fourteen, I was cognizant of that. We didn't did know exactly where he went, so I went into the bathroom to use the bathroom, and he happened to be in there. Uh, there's so. a there's a Cheers joke. I, I've watched a Cheers. Um, do you still have the autograph? I do. What's the, mm-hmm. what's the biggest autograph you have? Probably Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that one, yeah, I don't know if you get any bigger than that. Do you have like a Franco Harris or something, Rock? Uh, my brother's got a Terry Bradshaw. I've got a Jim Kelly, a Mark Malone. At this point, do, you, do Steelers fans like hate Terry Bradshaw? No, you're never going to hate a guy. I mean, one, he won the Super Bowls before me, but I don't hate Terry. But he's like a, he's a clown, right? Like, I, I don't, I haven't watched his show in years, but he he's... He plays that, but it's hard. And uh, who else did like? I'm trying to think of the... Oh, yeah, we got Mark Malone at Kennywood Park. That was a good, that was a big one. I don't even know who that is. He was a Steelers quarterback at the time, after Terry Bradshaw. That's uh, pretty much about it. My brother's got, you know, my brother has Lemieux. Ooh, ooh la la. Did he meet him or he'd buy it? No, my dad got it from my brother at an airport. Hmm. Uh, I used to write letters to, like, Jose Canseco and shit, and they sent it back. But I'm sure it was their secretary signing it. Like, it's not them. Yeah. Jose Canseco. I think I got, yeah, Davis. Yeah, it was the, Jose Canseco was the biggest one, I think. And I you got still write letters to Chase Huntley. Yeah. Well, well, he writes that same letter to a bunch of different major leaguers, but no one's responded yet, right? No, it, no one has. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a big rumor that Chase was going to move somewhere around us. Yeah. That never that materialized, I'd be standing outside his front house, his driveway, just waiting every day. It was right. just for men for him, that's right. So the song cuts us to... How many years in the future? Was it 660? It was 600 years in the future, I think. Something like that. No, it cuts us to like Rufus and... Yeah, the three... Mm-hmm. Uh, we, they're credited as the three most important people in the world. We don't uh, know that yet, though. Yeah, but we'll talk about the actors at a later point, because there's some slow minutes with them in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my notes on just on them real quick are the characters, not the actors. Uh, the main dude is Marshall Warfield from Night Court. Is he not? Look at him. He looks just like Marshall Warfield from Night Court when I was like, you know what I'm talking about? Roz from Night Court. Yeah. He <laughs> it looks him. like it's a brother, yeah. Yeah, that's Roz from Night Court, man. Yeah. R.I.P. Marshall Warfield, who does have a Saved by the Bell appearance, by the way. R.I.P. Harry Anderson this year, more importantly. Yeah. Night Court was a good show. Uh, uh, yeah, but he was never on Saved by the Bell the college years. So Marshall uh, Warfield was in the Jonathan so, Brandis episode. And there's a clear lack of color in the future. Everything is. Shiny, yeah, gray and white, black, silver, shiny. Yeah, you got some gold in there, and that, that's about as much pop as you get. Yeah, and which is inexplicable why they wear sunglasses because nothing's really that bright. Like, mm-hmm. There's no bright colors. Why don't I think it looks like the Superman get up or something from? Oh, it looks very much like the Fortress and they're all wearing shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, and just the whole little pop the the collar, high collar. That's what like one of those uh, like a movie trope like. Um, People in the future kind of dress like people now, but like a little more jazzed up. Like in the 80s, shoulder pads were big. Mm-hmm. So like they just accentuate a current trend to the max. Yeah. You know? Well, oh, oh, this, in the next movie, we will see the 90s, bright colors of the 90s 
splayed out all over the future. You get, I don't know if you when's the last time you saw Bogus, but the outfits the people, the kids wearing in the future there are bonkers. An exaggeration of 90s uh, fluorescent fashions and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome. But so that's, that's a pretty common movie trope in about the future. Mm-hmm. One, uniform kind of outfits. Two, uh, yeah. Two, an accentuation of a current trend. I think just uniformity in general yeah. tends to be the future. Yeah. Going back to 1984. Dystopian society. Yes. Which is crazy because like Bill and Ted are like the most individual, have the most individual, there's so much business going on in their yeah. outfits. Like if you well, want to dress like them, you have to buy 50 things. You have to buy purple shoelaces and a bumper sticker and a smiley face patch. And you have to draw this and that. Like they have like the most eclectic looking outfits ever. You know, they're very like punky with like 400 million accessories. So no earrings or anything. No tats. But, uh, yeah, they they got a lot of business going on in those outfits. All right, so uh, shoulder pads, shades shades indoors. We, mm, and we get our first kind of glimpse of our of our device here coming up as well. Yeah, the most important piece of the movie yeah. outside of the characters. Yeah. We, Which uh, is the phone booth. Right. Yeah. You don't quite see it in full. You get to see it in the mirror of the glasses. It's a rectangular box. Again, the, the souped-up graphics are much better than I remember them being. Well, do we, know it's, uh, we only know it's a film with uh, Rufus's reflection in his shades. Well, if it gets the cartoonish outline at the end. Right? You get a big rectangle. In his shades, you can see it's a little booth. You can see it turning. It turns into a booth. It could be any kind of booth. It could be an agonizer. Except it's well, a phone. For, and for children of the 80s, they know it's a phone booth. All right, we'll, we'll save phone booth talk in general for next episode. Because, mm-hmm. man, nothing happens in the fucking next episode. Okay. So, uh, and we're, yeah, we got enough here for so, it now. I think Carlin looks pretty cool cool as shit. He does. Well, he tries to, yeah. I mean, he's got the, the trimmed beard. There's no try. <laughs> All we do. And yes. he's, he's, got, <laughs> he's got the thing that uh, makes people as cool, uh, cool as hell. No expression on his face. Right. Like, that's how, like, I don't give a damn. Yeah, if you can have no expression and wear sunglasses and When well, he's about to embark on the most important mission uh-huh. ever. Very a nice trim. No talking, just a nice little head nod. Perfect trim beard. Yeah. I mean, ponytails. He's badass. Ponytails are lame as fuck. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing a duster. Yeah, yeah, duster is, like, we learned from Always Sunny, a duster is about the coolest thing you can <laughs> yeah, ever wear. Exactly. <laughs> like, even Dennis, that's the one thing that Dennis that likes about Matt. Yeah. yeah, it's the duster. <laughs> When he dies, he's like, I get the duster, right? <laughs> he wears it with no shirt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, all right, so that'll about wrap it up for this minute. As always, you can email us and Twitter us and go to our website and all that great stuff. So here we go. Be excellent. I got to find a segue to be excellent to each other. Like, we have to rock. We have to, like, share eyes or something. Maybe, like, until next time. Until next yeah, see, look at this. This is we're learning, guys. Yeah, I'm leaving all this in because I think you guys need to know how the, the podcast process works. Until next time, be excellent, excellent to each, each other. other. And party on, dudes.